Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. My name is DJ Wooldridge, and this is the show where we like to talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, and everything else we like to talk about. And with me, as always, is the amazing Roxy Stryer. Wow, it's almost like I'm Spider-Man. You are you are Spider-Man, basically. I All I got to say is I've never seen you and Spider-Man in the same room together. That's so true. The amazing, he was going to almost spoil and then he was the amazing Spider Roxy Stryer because he didn't want you know. It's yeah, I didn't want to ruin it. I didn't want to ruin. Uh, you know, you've got a life to leave. You have enemies that don't need to know that you're swinging around. They don't need to know, DJ. I will say, Especially not during quarantine. I would be very stuck here. <laughs> you I would be sitting there. Green Goblin, can you please wear a mask? Thank you. I, I, Put your mask on over your nose. Thank you. I also got to say, you know, uh, choosing LA to be your swinging grounds was a weird choice. Not a lot of places to swing around. <laughs> Well, I do feel as if if I'm going to be the friendly neighborhood Roxy man, mm-hmm. then um, L.A., you know, that sense of community here. <laughs> We're definitely not a bunch of transplants. We definitely have a, a core sense of community. Our roots yes. are here. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, speaking of roots transition, uh, let's talk about what we're into uh, this week. For those that are not are new to the show, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, uh, we like to talk about the things that we are into. And for those that are watching live, we talk about uh, the latest pop culture news. Roxy, Roxy cultivates the best news of the week, and we talk about that. And if you're like, what are you talking about? Roxy and I do the OSA show live every Friday at 10 a.m. And it's a full two-hour show. And if you want to be a part of that, that's at Patreon dot com slash only stupid answers and this week in particular is a very special week because not only do we have the full episode of the only stupid answers show up at patreon.com slash only stupid answers but i have a very special bonus episode where i got to talk to jason Amon about his new comic super best friend he's going to be dropping in for the back half of the episode to talk about that plus some more comic book goodness but if you want to hear that whole conversation and listen to this whole episode of the only stupid answers show like i said patreon dot com slash only stupid answers that's where it all is please go this is a fan supported show so not only do you get uh extra cool content but it helps keep this show on the air so let's get into what we are into this week roxy what are we into so every week i try to bring you guys if you've noticed a pattern it's because it's there i try to bring you the show that i am watching that week because i try to at least watch a full tv show every week binge a new TV show, catch up on a show that I haven't seen in a while or any of those things. And this has been on my list for a really long time. Do you like, DJ, by the way, that I have my format now for these where I give my preamble? I try to, like, build it up before I reveal what it is I'm talking about. I appreciate it. You have no idea. You got to build the excitement. Yeah, I'm building, guys. This is the building phase. So this is a show that's been on my list for a really long time, and I thought that it was perfect for today's episode, especially in which we are going to be later on talking more about the MCU, because I have really wanted to see check out this actor and see how he is prior to watching Shang-Chi, and that show is Kim's Convenience, which is starring Simu Liu, who is going to eventually be Shang-Chi. And this show is one of those shows that, similar to a show that I talked about a lot, Working Moms, that I thought was phenomenal, and Schitt's Creek more popularly, that went from CBC, Canadian Broadcast Company, to Netflix. This is one of those shows. So it is currently on Netflix. You can watch it on Netflix, but it did start in Canada. It only came on Netflix, I believe, last year, but it is four seasons deep. And I saw that um, 
it was just tweeted out that they're about to drop their fifth season. So when I saw that the tweet came out that they were going to drop their fifth season, I was like, all right, let's go, Rocks. Time to binge this Mm -hmm. show. I am only two seasons deep right now, which is not... Um, is not a, a remark on the show because I started watching it two days ago. <laughs> so it is so good, so fast, uh, really, really heartwarming. Honestly, I couldn't believe that this show didn't get more attention because it's like a family-friendly sitcom. Yeah, it's it's really endearing and sweet, and you love the characters. And honestly, I don't remember. I, I never watched Fresh Off the Boat, but I don't remember a an Asian family sitcom. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't I don't think I've ever seen one. So this is a Korean-Canadian family, and it's about a family that owns a convenience store, Kim's Convenience. Yeah. And they they have family dysfunction, and they some of them have troubled pasts, and some of them are trying to move out, and some of them are sick and tired of working for their parents, and all the things that you would think in a sitcom, but it just has this different spin on it, and it's really, really well done, and the easiest watch. Very cool. I don't have to prep anything for it. I don't have to emotionally get like I I've legit. I put this on when I'm cooking. I put this on when I'm sitting on the couch. I've been putting it on when I'm looking for my apartment. I'm putting it on. It is a great, great. Uh, palate cleanser, and I I kind of can't recommend it enough. Also, I'm now in love with Shang Chi, which is a problem because then I went to look to see if I could slide in his DMs, and and he already has like 150 thousand followers. I was thinking like I can get in now because no. he's so cute. It would it should have been. I I do have to say we haven't you know asset you know if you guys are watching live you're getting the fucking assets and everything and I. Put it up, and of course, it's the whole cast. And the first one is Simu Leo, and it's like, oh, that's a handsome boy. Uh, and then you see the rest of the cast, which is uniformly handsome because they're all uh, actors. But it did, it did. Your eyes kind of gravitate toward like, that, yep, that one, that one's going to be in a movie soon. Totally, and like, he's just got it going on. He's ripped. He's tall. He's got the cute face and the hot bod. I'm yeah. just saying. If you need an extra reason to watch the show, he is it. Your moment but, probably would have been like the day before he got the Marvel announcement. I know, DJ. <laughs> I know. I'm not a future teller. <laughs> I wouldn't have know. known back then. It, it's really, really good, though. And I, I think that if you're looking for something that anybody and everybody could watch, like I could definitely watch this with my grandparents. I could watch this with my little sister. It's never going to make you feel that like embarrassed that a lot of, because especially because it's on Netflix. I just want to make it clear that it's not like, you know, it's not like watching Bridgerton on Netflix. <laughs> I was just thinking like, about Bridgerton, the butts in Bridgerton. It. Yeah. So I, I just think that this, there's not that many shows like this being made for, and it's not made for streaming. That's why it's like this, but there's not that many shows like this that I talk about anymore because I'm not usually watching the next modern families of the world, yeah. the ABC sitcoms or whatever, but uh, CBC has a great track record for me. I've loved, loved their work. And I'm so glad that this moved over to Netflix because it's really fun. Yeah, that's really cool. And I, it, I, it's interesting you point out like not a lot of shows, you know, featuring, featuring I was going to say an Asian American cast, but it's an Asian Canadian cast. Um, I, I think, I believe it was Rami Youssef from the Hulu show Rami that pointed out that like I, a lot of times when we talk about race and representation, it's like, it's binary. It's like, 
white and black. And it's like, but uh, there's a lot, there's just a lot of people from a lot of different places that have a lot of different stories. And it's like in my neighborhood alone, there's, you know, there's um, Korean, Chinese, Vietnamese, uh, uh, black, white, Latino, like it's the whole, it's the whole shebang. Uh, and so I like that um, stuff like this exists. And how stoked, obviously, seemingly you got the call, boom, you're Shang-Chi, and, yeah. right? It, ha- it has to be like literally right behind him is that show. Like, oh, we're made now. Like, <laughs> everybody's totally. going to be watching our show now. And I did see, he, you know, he's been tweeting about the fifth season coming out. And he clearly, clearly loves the show good and is repping the show all the time and nonstop is tweeting out pictures of the cast and like they they he after a lot of times when somebody's cast in their big role they stop talking about their show yeah and he clearly is not doing that which i think is really sweet also for the nerds in here uh the guy who plays the dad on this show his name is paul sun hyung lee yeah and mandalorian Yes, not only is he in Mandalorian, but the reason he was cast in Mandalorian is apparently he is a die-hard Star Wars fan. Love like it. known in the industry as being like just absolute die-hard um for those of you guys who watch movie trivia Schmodown, I manage Alex Damon who is the uh, Star Wars champion. He runs the channel Star Wars Explained. He is a big Star Wars person. And he interviewed him on his show. And like this guy knows his stuff. So it was really cool. I, I think probably, um, you know, going from Kim's convenience to know, being known in the industry as the Star Wars guy that didn't, to being cast in Mandalorian. That's pretty awesome for him. So, yeah. and he's so funny on the show. He's so talented. They all are. They're really, it's a really strong group of actors and they feel like a legitimate family. So yeah, I, I would be shocked to see if not more of these characters blow up. I mean, the, the actors blow up. I don't know what the main girl, Andrea Bang is doing right now, but she is really, really good too. And I think we'll probably see her in more movies to come. Uh, so quick question with Simu Liu, was there, was there a Chris Pratt situation where it was like, he was pretty normal boy. And then you'd see when he got cast as Shang-Chi and now he's like fucking jacked. <laughs> well, I don't know because on the show, they definitely downplay his looks. But you know when you can tell they're downplaying somebody's looks? <laughs> like by dressing them in like a little more oversized clothes or doing whatever. I think it was still under there. They're just not, they weren't like utilizing it as much. Yeah. But then DJ, when I go, because obviously I stalk people on IMDb. It's my most used app. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see this, but like this is the second picture good lord and i'm good like lord i'm like so we don't see that on the show yeah that's a handsome boy well that's, did you that's certainly not on the show i can't remember did, did you watch the good place yes the, the joke of like how ripped cheaty was it's like well yeah in the real world cheaty would not be but he's an a, an actor a successful yes. actor so we he's probably got a personal trainer so yeah he is <laughs> yes a hundred percent so i i feel like on the show they're always trying to like He's kind of, it's so funny because he's like, I, I wonder, he must have auditioned for the crap out of Shang-Chi. Yeah. Because on this show, he is a little bumbly, <laughs> kind of like goofy, um, silly. Uh, he He's still, obviously, because he's him, he's still sexy as hell. Yeah. But, he's, but that's so not what they're playing into. He's like a little bit of an F up um, and just making his way through life a little lost that kind of thing. Yeah. So to go from that to Shang-Chi, you wouldn't see this and be like, that's our Shang-Chi. Yeah. Like that's him. He must have knocked his audition out of the park. 
because you would never pick him up from this. Not that he wasn't talented, but just that he's more like goofy. Yeah. Well, I got to admit that really excites me because I, um, for me, Shang-Chi in the comics, not that he's not a cool character, but it's basically like Bruce Lee, but a superhero is essentially like, there's not like he's typically not the most um, deep complex of the characters in the stories I've read him in. So the idea of casting this somebody that at the time was a relative unknown, like I, at least for me of, you know, the rumors that were sworn, like this, his similarity did not come up at all until he was actually cast. No, I've and, never heard of him. And talking about his more, he has more comedic chops. That actually really excites me. Cause it's like, Oh, you're, you're going to make me like this guy. Like, like I'm going to be, and you have, and that's the one thing Marvel you, say what you will about, about some of their movies and stuff like that. I think the casting has been uniformly great. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. So I have no doubt that he's going to be amazing. His timing is stellar. Love it. Like he's re- his timing is excellent. And his, he's really good with his eyes, like his glances and subtle movements. He's very, very good. So, uh, yeah, it was. It's bizarre to say Kim's convenience has me excited for Shang Chi, mm-hmm. but it does. Well, and then pairing him off with Aquafina, I have a feeling this movie is going to be a lot funnier than we uh, give it credit for. Let's talk about uh, the possibly the best Chris. Um, I think Chris Pine is up there personally, uh, but uh, Roxy, mm-hmm. what do you know about uh, what's going on with Chris Evans? <laughs> So it sounds like Deadline cracked the story that Chris Evans was going to be coming back as Captain America to the MCU for one, possibly two movies. Then Chris Evans tweeted out with no quote tweet, nothing, just a solo tweet that said, news to me with one of these emojis. Yeah. Um, very similarly to how everybody else who's been cast in everything else they've been cast has done it. So I don't give that much merit. I think that, you know, I, I, I don't know if this is true. It I think it's probably 95% true. I don't even know if he comes back, though, what it would be in. Would it be in a Spider-Man movie? Would it be in a Doctor Strange movie? Those kind of seem to be two of the standout options that would make it make sense. Yeah, I definitely don't think it would be in a Captain America movie because that certainly wouldn't make sense. There's already been... Um, speculation that he might be coming to Disney plus and might be making some cameos and like a Captain America and the winter soldier or Loki or something. So I, I would like to see him back. It's so weird that he was so adamant about not coming back. And now all of a sudden is, I was talking to my brother about this though, who's an Uber nerd as well. And he did bring up a good point where he said, I don't know when these die, these conversations started, but if they started recently, it's very possible because Chris Evans is as politically involved as he is and cares as much about the planet as he does that he saw the state of the world and decided that he wanted to be Captain America again and had a change of heart based on everything that is going on. Yeah. Well, that's and not like, unreasonable. Yeah. Also the bucket loads of money that he would probably get paid. <laughs> yeah. But I really don't really feel like that is a determining factor for him at this point, because I think he's doing financially fine. I think he also has a pick so. of the litter of projects. So like, I don't know when he left that bucket of money still would have been there, but he clearly said he wanted to move on to other projects. So I do feel like this is probably a, um, a moral decision, like a, yeah. a, a, a decision of the heart as opposed to the mind. And I, I certainly don't think anybody's mad at it. No, not at all. Um, I also wonder with a lot of these, I wonder if maybe there was an off- offer there to be like, Hey, come back as Steve Rogers, but you don't, 
have to spend every waking moment in the gym because I, I have to imagine that factors into it for some of these people the, the toll this takes on their body because it, you, the, normal humans do not operate at the physical level that these actors are forced to operate at when they're playing superheroes when they you know like when he's having to fucking pull the helicopter back in like it's 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 a lot and i think there are people like uh the rock uh that this is their lives but i imagine there's got to be people like chris evans they're like man i just want to take i want to work out like a normal person for once in my life yeah that's a good point too um i think that he is a really and obviously i do not know him Mm -hmm. i do know several people who do know him um and also, he's from Boston, so I have that place in my heart. For so you him. know him a little bit. So I know him a little <laughs> bit. I do think he is a a unique cat in the sense that I think that he seemingly is actually a really good guy. Love it. Uh, and is somebody who really loves what he does and is really grateful for what he does. And then at the end of the day, just wants to be a normal dude. So what you're saying probably resonates because he's a guy who like throws board game nights and mm-hmm. like hangs out with his sister and, you know, like wants to just kind of be a, a person yeah. that happens to love being an actor. So I could definitely see him not wanting to have to do that part of it because he's not, uh, he's not the rock and he's, he's not one of these guys who's like, hey, I'm gonna beef, yeah. beefed up, let's do it. Like he just, I think he loves what he does, but also like, kind of like just likes living. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know him, but from the people that I know who do, that seems to check out to me, DJ. Yeah. So we've got um, Boiler Huff mentions as people speculating what he could be in. Uh, Boiler Huff says, Scroll as Cap in Secret Evasion, Alt-Universe Cap in Doctor Strange 2, or first came to mind for me. Some different version of Cap seemed more likely than continuing Prime Cap story at this point. Uh, Nathan Mann says, this is an ultra-long shot, but Chris Evans being a supporting character in a new limited season of Peggy Carter would be killer. That would, I do, I agree with that. Something that was floated around as a joke online that I was like, actually, that you're joking, but I could see it was um the idea of him coming back as a version of peter parker in uh the spider-man 3 and it because the there's not been any confirmation of toby mcguire signing back on and it's like if they can't get toby having chris evans fill that same role as a peter parker doesn't feel impossible to me that's funny yeah i don't know i also heard talk about them doing like almost a batman beyond type thing um and him coming back as like old man old man cap yeah um which would be interesting i i don't know that there's oh there was also talk about which i thought would be so cool i don't think this is happening but how he returned all the infinity stones like a series on that um and i mean that would be so so awesome but i think that probably most likely would be a Spider-Man movie where Cap is somehow like different version of Cap, different Earth Cap, but more Marvelized than DCized, yeah. uh, is taking over the Iron Man role of being mentor to Spider-Man for one movie. We saw him with Iron Man, then we saw him with Mysterio. That didn't work. Somehow a Cap type thing, mentorship, yeah. one off. I think that could be really cool. Um, so. With that in mind, let's take a second, because obviously we're going to talk about WandaVision in a minute. Let's take a second to talk about the future of the MCU and what it looks like. Because obviously with 
people like Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. Um, are uh, and Scarlett Johansson sort of, uh, even though she, her movie's coming out soon, are no longer a part of it. Unless it's not. Oh, yeah, good point. Unless it, unless it's not eventually, it, it, theoretically, it will come out eventually. Yeah, uh, there's just been talk, especially this week, about unless it's not. Unless it's not. When wait, when you say that, unless it's not, is it doesn't come out at all? No, 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 oh. definitely coming out. But you said soon, and oh and yes, May seemingly is not going to be May. Yeah, we don't need to get into all that. Yeah, that, t- yeah. that touches into whole other things. Um, I guess the question being, you know, because obviously you and I have both seen the first three episodes of WandaVision and seeing how much that diverges from what we've seen in the future. The question being, where do we see the MCU going from here? Roxy, do you have any just thoughts right off the bat of like what we could be seeing more of down the line? I think that they put themselves in a really, really strong position. Yeah. Because I know that at the end of this past phase, we were like, well, now we're getting rid of Cap and Iron Man and there's no world in which this is going to be as good in the next phase. But now we're introducing all these new great characters um, and we've built up the ones that like Spider-Man, we still have him. And I think people are really, really behind this Spider-Man. And I'm excited for Eternals and Shang-Chi and um, for where this is to go. There's characters that... I think that that really are going to bring new light into this. So even though I know that WandaVision takes a major departure from this formulaic machine that is the MCU, I don't mind when we have similar formulas, but we are bringing complete new light in. And I think these new characters will do so. And I think that they're going to listen to the fans and see what we want in terms of who we're responding to. So I I do think that obviously putting a major wrench into their plans, DJ was of course the loss of Chadwick Boseman. I think that the next phase of the MCU was really going to be, I think it was going to be Black Panther's face. Like, I really think that that was a huge, huge part of what their plans were. So that's the only kind of question mark for me. Now, what do they do there? But other than that, I think that they've set up a really strong base and we're going to bring in different characters, more diversity, um, diversity in appearance, diversity of backgrounds and I think that we're going to do that in a way that it makes the movies feel fresh and new. Yeah. And, and I think it's interesting too, because, you know, talking about Eternals going into it, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of talk about how this is going to be different. And it's like, yeah, but even the stuff that was different, like the guardians was pretty different. It wasn't that different. Like it wasn't like a huge departure. And then watching WandaVision, I was like, you know what? Eternals might be fucking weird. Like Eternals yeah. might be really off the, off the map because they, they, are taking advantage of all the goodwill they've built up. And I, I, I still feel like you, every good thing comes to an end. They're, at some point, they're going to hit a bridge they just can't, a, 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 a property they can't surmount. Uh, and I, I would have thought Eternals was, would have been it. But then watching WandaVision is like, you know what? Maybe not. Like, maybe we're not, we're not there until Kevin Feige is like, I'm done. And then the next person comes up and like drops the ball or something. Um, Totally. Uh, looking down the line, and and as you uh, uh, accurately pointed out, you know all this stuff is up in the air. But this year, we should be looking at getting Black Widow, Shang Chi, and the Eternals. Um, 
because uh, you know what a year what a, well because you were piling i'm not and that's not even including the shows i'm assuming you got a similar email i got roxy with this is like this is the disney slate for 2021 and it's like you know you got wandavision you got falcon winter soldier you've got uh, uh miss marvel you've got uh loki you've got like it's like this is insane this is insane, insane. um but i do hope that they and it looks like they are they're using this opportunity to really diversify their line try new things uh bringing up the chadwick boseman thing because i think that's a really interesting point is how do you do you think somebody like brie larson's captain marvel is in a position to kind of take that the the because what i think of when you mention that is you know black panther is essentially going to be the iron man or the cap of of this phase and and I and I would have assumed it would have been like a Captain Marvel Black Panther two hander, and I I can see it going a couple ways. I could see it being we kind of start even though Captain Marvel was probably not their best received movie. Uh, Brie Larson is a very talented actress, and there's a lot of room to like lock in. Like it took it took them three movies to figure out Thor. So so you know what I mean. Like they could they they, they could like lock in Captain Marvel in a really good place to be in that position. The other thing I think of is I, I would very if I were Kevin Feige. And of course, I am not. Uh, I would be very seriously looking at, at the possibility of bringing somebody like Mike, bringing Michael B. Jordan back to function in a similar role because Michael B. Jordan is a fucking megastar. Like he is a fucking star. You know yeah. what I mean? And so he 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 has the megawattage to lead a franchise like that. It's the only thing they haven't said they're not doing. They have said we're not CGIing Chadwick. Yeah. They have said we're not recasting T'Challa. Yeah. But they haven't said we're not bringing back a Michael B. Jordan or giving somebody else the Black Panther mantle. Yeah. So that it's possible. I I think that their backs are against the wall a little bit when it comes to Brie Larson's character because as much as I actually love the Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie. I am in a clear minority on that. There was a group of people who definitely thought it was fine. And then there was a lot of people who really didn't like it. And a huge part of that was because of people not liking the character. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a huge, because as much as some people didn't like the Thor movies, you didn't hear hate for Thor. Yeah. You heard hate for the movie. Now, Obviously, calling a spade a spade, a good amount of this is sexism. Yeah, not pe- I'm not saying anybody who didn't like this movie is sexist by any means. It's so not what I'm saying. But people who don't like her character or her in the role, some some of it, a percentage of that is because they would never have liked her character. So that's a really hard thing to base an entire phase around. Yeah. When that, but at the same time, it's interesting because while Marvel has been handing DC beers for years and saying, you know, we've hold our beer because we've got this and you guys do not know what you're doing. The one thing that DC has up on Marvel is that everybody's favorite character in the DC is a woman. Yeah. And their second favorite is probably a woman too with Harley Quinn. Yeah. (laughs) Some, somehow the DC managed to botch a lot of things, but somehow they managed to put over two incredible female characters and um marvel hasn't been able to do that the same way yet so yeah i i I wonder if you have thoughts on that because i think like for me i think it's i would attribute it to like 
DC just got what made Wonder Woman work, and they were smart enough to get Patty Jenkins in there, and and it and it just kind of it it fucking clicked. Whereas like it feels like the machinery around Marvel doesn't know what to didn't know what to do with Captain Marvel. And it's and it's not complicated. Like it's a weird thing. And I also think I I feel like correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you you're not the biggest Black Widow fan, but that's totally accurate. But I watching not, those not in general. Not like I'm not the biggest Black Widow as a character fan. I am not the biggest fan of her in the MCU. I I'm having rewatched it the MCU a couple times. It it blows my mind that they we're now just getting a black widow movie because it's, it's mind-blowing it's because mind-blowing. i think that would have been their wonder woman because it was there it was organic it worked like they they didn't need to do they didn't need to figure anything out they just needed to do a black widow movie and have a woman director do it and that's, that's all and they just needed to do that sometime in the last decade <laughs> you know like it, that's the crazy incredible part that they didn't do that and so you know, like the most time I have ever spent with a woman in the MCU is WandaVision. That's true. Yeah. So and it's it's no wonder I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. And I don't know if you feel the same way. I, I kind of feel like Vision kind of upstages her a little bit. Oh, interesting. Well, we'll definitely talk about that. Interesting, though. Yeah. it's Because anyway, we, we will get it. Even though I 100% think it's her show. It, we'll get into that more later. Um, let's talk about these questions from the Discord. Fly Guy Ty asks, which of the Disney Plus MCU shows do you think will be the best and which do you think will be the worst? Worst, obviously, being a, a comparative thing because they'll probably be all of uh, pretty decent quality. Yeah, I did think that the one I was most concerned about was WandaVision, and I don't have those concerns anymore. Same, so same. I kind of think that WandaVision might be the best. Um, I think that... So what do we got? We've got Loki. We've got uh, Captain the Winter. Uh, we got Captain America: Winter Soldier. The show, yeah, uh, with uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, we've got um, we've got Moon Knight, She Hulk, Miss Marvel. We've yeah. got Secret Invasion, Armor Wars, Iron Heart. Um, yep. Wow. Uh, I can't tell which of those I think is going to be the worst. Well, let me uh, phrase it this way: Secret I think, Invasion, because how are they going to do it in a in a show and and that quickly? Yeah, I, guess? <laughs> I, I think that's a good one. That actually might be what, where we're getting uh, Chris Evans back. Uh, let me phrase it this way: Then, what excites you most, and what excites you least of those shows? Mm, really excited to see the the rest of Wandavision. Um, not as excited about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Don't know why, um, because that should be maybe the one that excites me the most. Excited about Loki, but feel like they could really botch it. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm also sli- about- slightly concerned that we might be hitting the multiverse button a little bit too quickly, hard. too hard. Yeah, because yeah. like when they did that whole thing, it's like, wait, are WandaVision and Loki and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man all doing the same thing? thing. <laughs> totally. Um, She-Hulk. That's a definite excitement. What are you most excited about? I'm, I'm blabbing. Well, I, I like that you mentioned She-Hulk because before I would have assumed that like, oh, this is just going to be another Marvel show. And now it's like, no, it might legitimately be a sitcom with She-Hulk, like a lawyer sitcom with She-Hulk. Now watching WandaVision, it's like literally they all- They can do whatever they want. Yeah. All bets are off now. Like everything I assumed what these shows would be, 
I don't feel comfortable assuming anymore, which is really exciting. Like, it's a really mm-hmm. cool place to be. Um, I'm really excited for Moon Knight because I got a lot of love for the character. I will be honest. I kind of hope that, like, my career fortune... Like, I thought... I was hoping Moon Knight was low enough on the totem pole that I might get enough of a career at some point that Moon Knight could be my guy. Like, I could do Moon Knight. So, it's, it's bumming me out a little bit that it's like, ah, you got to him before I even have a career. Uh, but uh, I am excited for that show because I do I do like Oscar Isaac as an actor. Um, and I'm interested to see what they do. I'm excited. go Juice! Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm excited to... Um, I'm excited to see the rest of Wonder Vision. I am excited for Falcon Wonder Soldier because I liked Captain America Wonder Soldier a lot. Uh, so if you're like uh, six more episodes of that, I'm like, sign me up. I'm in. Yeah, there, I'm not. I'm not not excited for anything. Just if you're asking me, what's the thing that's least getting my juices flowing? That one. Yes. Um, so the other question we have before we move on to WandaVision, do you think the characters introduced in the Disney Plus shows will show up in the movies? In what capacity would you like to see them utilized or would you rather them be Defenders-esque crossover shows? The characters introduced in the Disney Plus shows. I think that they will show up in the movies if they're popular. Yes. So if they make the money, I think that they will. And I think that they definitely have a way better shot of showing up in the movies than when they were being introduced on Netflix or um, all the other characters in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But, yeah, yeah. What do you think about the rumors? There were rumors, either this time bleeds together, this week or last week, that um, Kristen Ritter's Jessica Jones would be showing up in She-Hulk. And obviously there's the rumors that that Charlie Cox will show up in Spider-Man. And for me... I would love I I love those actors. I love them in those roles, but th- I do think it opens up uh a ch- the, the once you the further day, down you go that hole, it's like so do you get Mike Coulter back as Luke Cage, but he's on Evil now? He has his own yeah. show. What I, do we do about the Iron Fist of it all? <laughs> I think it's fair. Uh I think it's fair question. I Kevin Feige talked about this a little bit this week where he said that he never say never with the mm-hmm. Netflix characters, which makes me think if they didn't have any intentions on bringing them back, he would have said never. Mm-hmm. And instead he said never say never, which makes me think that they probably are going to do that. I think that he also said that not all the rumors about the Spider-Man movie are true, but I kind of think we're going to see Daredevil make an appearance in Spider-Man. Yeah. And then all bets are effing off. Yeah. Yeah. Because then why, then why not bring Jessica Jones uh, into She-Hulk like why not so mm-hmm. I do kind of think that, that that's where we're going I think bringing those characters in is smart I'm just interested to see if they go through the effort of recasting or casting the, the Netflix one just because I think the further you you go down that line the more tricky the propositions uh, uh, become um, but all four seeing them and I think you're right I think yeah, the, for the Disney Plus show show up in the movies I, I'm, I'm sure some of them are planning on it. I'm sure some of them are going to have a Defenders esque show because I'm. They're clearly building towards Young Avengers, and I'll just be interested to see if that's going to be a Disney Plus show, or if that's going to be their next Avengers movie is Young Avengers with all these Disney Plus characters, uh, and maybe that depends on how well they're received. Like if everybody yeah. loves Hawkeye, everybody loves Miss Marvel, everybody loves, uh, you know what I mean, all this stuff, then it's like cool movie. If they're like, ah, eh, they're pretty good. We like them on Disney Plus. It's like okay, Disney Plus show. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yes to that. So the let us know. We've got some people in the chat um, talking about uh, um, Disney Plus. 
Kevin doesn't want Disney Plus. Uh, Caitlin Conway says she's actually really excited for Secret Invasion. Um, she thinks it will be uh, there's a lot of potential there. Um, I would be surprised if we don't see Clark Gregg return in some at some point in Secret Invasion. So that's kind of a Nick Fury show. We're dealing with scrolls. It's like that might be a good way to bring back Coulson in some way. Um, uh, Kayla Marie says WandaVision. Um, really, of the shows, that seems different and unique, and they have her on board. And Glenn Caesar says WandaVision as well uh Kayla Marino would love to see Kristen Ritter back as Jessica Jones so yeah me too just like the fan in me I, yeah. I don't know if it makes much sense in some ways or if it would cause more problems than it's worth but she is to me of everybody like one of the most perfectly cast people of all time she's, she is so good she's so good in that role but again then it opens up, opens up the question so like did Purple Man exist is the Marvel stuff going to acknowledge that because that's dark is now hellcat basically thrown under the bus because they did they straight up threw the character of hellcat under the bus and i'm not saying there was it there wasn't like it wasn't it didn't merit in the story or any of that stuff it's just it's just one of those like if you're you can't i don't know if they had plans for hellcat but like you if 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 it's that version of the character you can't use her anymore (laughs) yeah totally another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, if you want to listen to the rest of the OSA show where Roxy and I talk about WandaVision or the latest details in the Ray Fisher Justice League case, you can do that at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. But now let's welcome our very special guest for today, the wonderful Mr. Jason Inman. Say hi, Jason. Hello. Hi, how- Jason. <laughs> hi, Jason. How how are you? How are things? Uh, I'm pretty good, man. Um, you know, I think... I'm just as stressed about everybody else in 2021 is currently the new year, but I'm also have a very positive outlook. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm in a good mood. Speaking of making things and being positive and all that stuff, you have a new comic coming out. That's correct, man. And it is a super positive comic. It even has super in the title. It's called super best friend. It's uh, coming to Kickstarter on January 19th. If you're listening to this in the far future, it's already live. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it is, what if the best friend of the world's greatest superhero live-streamed all of his adventures? This is sort of a, a meta-contextual take on my time, like yourself, covering fandom yeah. and, and hosting DCL Access. It's this idea that Matty Moore, who is the best friend of the world's greatest superhero, Captain Terrific, who is a superhero I've had for many, many years and had many different stories and actually created him back in college in 2006. Wow. And... Matty Moore live streams all the adventures of Captain Terrific to a channel called Super Best Friend. He gets millions of views. He's super popular. All the villains know him. And the hook of the story happens where he accidentally live streams the wrong thing (laughs) and gives away Captain Terrific's secret identity. His best friend's secret identity is now loose in the world. And this kid who has been the world's biggest super fan now has to become a superhero or at least a hero in his own right to fix this grievous error that he made against his best friend. 
So you've, I love it. And uh, so you've had this character for a while. You've been working on this character for a while. What made you finally like pull the trigger on this story? Well, you know, the fun story about this is that um, I actually started drawing, uh, hired an artist for this. Uh, George Kemba dies um is the artist uh he's very amazing greek artist he's worked for dc and he's done a bunch of uh different stuff he actually posted i've been a fan of his forever he posted on twitter that he had an open period in his schedule and he was like hey i'm looking for work and i immediately emailed him and said hey i got this idea called super best friend like would this work in your schedule and he immediately said yes and Hell so yeah. to anybody out there that wants to make a comic book i think no matter the skill level or the height because i actually thought george was a little bit out of my um, you know, I, I look, he's he's a lot cooler than me. He's a lot more famous than me. <laughs> yes. And he's super talented. So I was waiting for him to automatically say no. And he said yes. So I would say if you see an artist, even if it's like Dan Jurgens, yeah. Dan Jurgens says, hey, I'm looking for work. Shoot him your idea. Yeah. And maybe it'll work and maybe it won't. And and that's yeah. the thing. You just got to be ready. Just be uh, ready for the no sometimes. Yeah, because I, I did not know George besides being a fan of George before this project. That's awesome. That's that's awesome. So I think a lot of um, this story reflects a lot, of course, like Jimmy Olsen, that kind of a thing, um, uh, and the Silver Age. Do you think we're kind of like in a uh, Silver Age renaissance? Re- re- wow, renaissance. Excuse me, as people are like revisiting stories from from the Silver Age and incorporating them into like more modern comics and stuff like that. I, I really, I actually do, and I think the big reason about that is is when you look at our world, right? We are Exactly in this year, 20 years from 9-11. This mm. will be the 20th anniversary. And when you That's look wild. at the 20 years, the whole world changed. The world even got a little bit darker. Um, I think it got more serious. And even especially if you look at the last four years, you know, um, things have gotten serious. And then with the pandemic, I think people are looking for what we talked about before positivity in their stories because they're looking at the real world and they're like, Oh boy, it's grim. And I think when they see media, they want positivity. And what was the most positive time of comic books? The G Willikers Mm -hmm. Superman turned into a bug of the silver age. (laughs) He did turn into a bug (laughs) and a lion and an ape. And, uh, wait, like, and, and the, wait, I, 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 there was a lot going on in this one. Couldn't he shoot m- miniature multicolored versions yes, of himself from his hands? Yes, he could. Good times. Good times. He also, he also was a super ventriloquist. Well, I mean, duh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, he has to be. <laughs> so this is your fourth campaign? Uh, actually, technically, this is my sixth crowdfunding campaign. Okay. Uh, this is my fourth Kickstarter campaign. So, uh, we really did Indiegogo for the first two. Why? I don't know. I, listen, I, the, my best success has been Indiegogo. So, <laughs> there you go. yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, any, any, what are your thoughts now that you've done this? You've done six crowdfunding campaigns. What have you learned? How have you grown? How are you tackling this one differently than you want, than you've done the ones in the past? Well, well, this one, I hope by this point, that we've grown a little bit of a Kickstarter or a crowdfunding audience because mm-hmm. this is the fourth one on Kickstarter. This is the sixth total. So I hope by now people trust that we will deliver. Yeah. Um, because we, I didn't start this campaign until we were officially done shipping Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio. And with yeah. all the COVID delays of that, uh, I intentionally kept – I wanted Super Best Friend to launch in October of last year. And then yeah. I kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And to be honest with you, I think it was best that it delayed to January 20, 21st. The interesting thing about this is um, I'm still 
just as nervous mm-hmm. for this one as I was for the first one. That never I am not taking anybody for granted. I'm still like, this could bomb. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it will because I think people trust that we're going to deliver a comic book and they know the quality of my writing now yeah. uh, because this will be the fourth comic book yeah. that I've launched through Kickstarter. Um, and every single one of them delayed, every single, uh, well, so far, uh, every, every one of them have been, or two of them have been Ringo nominated. So, like, yeah. we have a quality standard. So, but I'm yeah, I'm still really nervous. I don't know. Long answer. I'm still nervous. I, I'm still nervous that Tuesday morning I'm going to click launch and nobody's going to show up. Yeah, no, I totally get that too because it's a little bit different than like if you've got a book coming through like um uh, even like a indie publisher like Dark Horse, yeah. somebody that that's footing the bill, and then it's like oh man, if it bombs, then like mm-hmm. that's going to be tough. And it's like this is different because it's like if this bombs, I'm out. Not an insignificant amount of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the great thing is is that um. I so I I'm the great thing with this one is I the book's done yeah like it's literally done the only thing that needs to be left is some final lettering yeah basically and some final coloring like George is going to do some adjustments on some things that we changed the last minute um but I basically paid for this book out of my own pocket I yeah. paid the letter I paid the editor I paid the, the so it is completely paid for so the campaign is literally to do can we do an issue two this is yeah. issue one and in the, the ultimate goal i would love to have three 48 issues of super best friend like three yeah. campaigns yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i set up the first 48 pages i've have the entire story outlined like i know where it's going yeah but this is really like i'm gonna leave it up to the kickstarter comic book fans if this funds then hey we get issue two yeah. if this doesn't then well that's all super best friend everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's all she wrote um yep. so with uh with uh, this is a, a kind of shorter um like like a like a part one like a first issue yeah. of super best friend compared to something well, you can kind of consider it's kind of act one of a three-act story that's a good way of describing yeah. it mm-hmm. so um comparing that to something like jupiter jet which is closer to like a full six issue arc or whatever do you do you anticipate like if this does well do you anticipate doing um uh, more campaign like maybe having the next campaign come out sooner than maybe the next campaign of jupiter jet would if that makes sense yeah yeah i mean doing it more frequently i guess is the right way to yeah that would be my hope yeah i i know because we launched jupiter jet and the forgotten radio a year ago like it was literally a year ago I would hope to do this a little bit sooner because they're smaller yeah um now a lot of that depends on george a lot of that depends on how does the pandemic impact everything? I honestly don't know. Like we're, we're very much in a world. Uh, I would love to do the second campaign somewhere this year. Yeah. Um, but when that will be, I just honestly don't know. Uh, because honestly uh, as well, I, I think my schedule can really only handle two Kickstarters a year. Yeah. Um, that's like the max I can do, but yes, that would be the hope is that we could like speed up. It also would be the hope that like, as the campaign gets funded, the issues, the tiers can become cheaper and cheaper and cheaper yeah. because you know, by the time we get to the, the second, the third one, it'll be completely fun. Like I'm always going to use the current campaign to fund the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with with all that in mind, so uh, 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 you've got your you if let's say major success, doors are blown off. You're going to do the three issues. Do you see yourself expanding into like a full superhero universe? Is Jupiter Jet going to cross over with uh, <laughs> Super Best Friend? Uh, no, I don't think Jupiter Jet will cross over because, um, you know what? That's exactly what Kevin Feige would say. <laughs> and he lie. He's a liar. Uh, no, I just, I see Ju- Jupiter Jet is like in her own world. And yeah. it's so funny. And the only reason I know this is because we worked all the future volumes of Jupiter Jet out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like she's really in her own pocket. Like she yeah. doesn't exist in this universe. Um, now I will say that the characters from science and the science Academy, mm-hmm. they definitely could exist in this world. And now that you've brought it up, maybe I should do a cameo. Mm-hmm. That might be fun. Um, super best friend has a definitive ending for Maddie Moore and captain terrific. Yeah. But I will say, and on the great advice of a good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Jeremy Skinner, uh, when he got, I sent him the issues early um, and I let him read it. There is a superhero. There is a Justice League that is introduced in this that Captain Terrific is a part of. Yeah. And it, it's a team called the Assembly. Mm-hmm. I like and, it. I dig it. Yeah. There are four other members of the Assembly. Mm-hmm. And I have designed them all to where they could all be spun off. They mm-hmm. all are very unique. They're all very different. Yeah. They also would all have very different tones from Super Best Friend. I love it. Um, and depending on you know, how the campaign goes, how people appreciate Super Best Friend. But I will say this, uh, Super Best Friend, Captain Terrific and Maddie Moore's story will end with Super Best Friend. Now, that doesn't mean that, like, we couldn't see more of them after, but, like, Mm -hmm. when you see the ending, you'll realize, like, oh, okay, maybe we won't see Captain Terrific Mm -hmm. again. But but you're talking about the end of the hype, the whole three parts. Yes, the whole of the three parts. Well, you guys got to... Turn up, yeah. turn up, tune out. Uh, and I will, uh, I will say you will meet the assembly in this first volume. So you guys got to go contribute. So not only can we get all three parts, but also uh, we can have Jason Eady's words and have Jupiter Jet hang out with Captain Terrific. That's all I'm... It, <laughs> listen, it, listen. If, if it gets funded enough, I would imagine anything's on the table. So I, I, you need know to... what? You know, I will tell you this. If... Look, I, I looked into this, and um, one of the the stretch goals that I really want, I really want them, but they're so expensive, mm-hmm. is in the 90s, my favorite trading card set was this Superman. It was like a 1996. It was Skybox, and it was hologram cards. Yep. And I I've want, looked into that, too. <laughs> yep. I want a Captain Terrific and a Matty Moore hologram card. Yep. But I'll tell you what. I bet you, and you know this, too. They are so expensive mm-hmm. to print. That unless this camp this campaign would have to like blow up huge for me able to get there. Are you talking about like the like the three D hologram, not just the like yeah. shiny ones, like the three D holographic one? Yeah, well, the the shiny ones are super expensive. Yeah, anyway. mm-hmm. <laughs> like we would have to double fund at the minimum for me to even consider it. But they're so cool. <laughs> they are cool. I really want it. I mean. I have some really cool. Uh, I have some really cool like stretch goals planned. That is one that I'm like, if we blow up super big, that is one that's going to happen. Um, I, I want to uh, add pages to the book. Mm-hmm. Like I want to include all of the other Captain Terrific stories in this. If we get the stretch goals, um, I've even considered a variant cover by myself because I doodle here and there. Cool. Very cool. And I thought cool. that maybe people would like that. So. All right. So for uh, lay out all the info the kids at home need one more time so they know where to go. Uh, so super best friend, number one, it's a superhero comic book, a 48 page comic book. It's going to be on Kickstarter from January 19th to February 18th. Um, you can go to super best The comic is very important. <laughs> It'll be all over my Twitter at twitter.com slash John. If you want a fun superhero adventure, uh, 48 pages, you're going to love this. And I have a, an interesting thing. We have a lot of early bird specials. We have a flash funding goal. Um, if we hit 40, uh, 75% of our goal in, in the first 48 hours, uh, I'm going to give my backers um, a Thief PDF, which is the second story that Captain Terrific ever appeared in, and the very first piece of art 
that George ever drew of Maddie Moore and Captain Terrific, I will give to every backer. So you want to come early because all the good stuff is in the early, the early, the early days. Yep. So, so check all that out. Show up, get this comic funded so we can get uh, more adventures. We can see this whole story. <laughs> the Jupiter Jet shared you. <laughs> shared you. I just, it's a, <laughs> hey, listen, if you, if you make all the money, you know, and that's what yep. the kids want. I just, you know, who's to I'll say? I'll consider it. I'll consider it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Go support this amazing comic. Go support Jason. He's always turns out amazing stuff. And I, I got my Jupiter Jet package, and it was it was very lovely put together. I know for people that may don't contribute to Kickstarter, they're like, "What do you mean?" Just the way it was, you guys packed everything was was very. Oh, we nice. man, we are we we like, and I'm doing that on Super Best Friend as well. Like, I'm very concerned about. I don't ever want somebody to get like a broken comic or a ripped mm-hmm. in half comic, and. And with all the crazy postal service stuff that happened in 2020, like we like super duper, yeah, made sure it was sealed and bubble wrapped and everything. Well, uh, this won't interest the kids at home, but later I do <laughs> want to know where you specifically got the boxes you got because I was looking oh, for those online you, sure. and I couldn't I could not find them for the life of me. Yeah. Anyway, now on to what <laughs> you kids at home like. So we're we've got some questions from the Discord. Uh, if people want to submit questions to uh, our show, you can do that at Patreon.com/slash/OnlyStupidAnswers. Um, and uh, for those that don't know, Roxy and I every week do uh, OSA the OSA show live every Friday at. 10 a.m. two-hour show where we talk about everything we want to talk about. So that's at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. So check that out. But some questions we've got here, starting with st 2884 Um, thoughts on DC future state so far, and which characters do you think will stick? And we've also got a future state question from Danny, who also wants to know what your thoughts are on future state. Uh, I really liked uh the John Ridley Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, John really is a fantastic writer. Yeah. Um, they should just give him Batman full time. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if he's, um, if it's his schedule will allow it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's writing Oscar winning movies left and right. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's too busy. Uh, I thought that was really good. Um, I really liked, um, I, I see it's, I have a hard time remembering all the titles because they've changed all the titles slightly. So it's like, it's next Batman. And then mm-hmm. it's, it's not Wonder Woman. It's Wonder Woman something. It's a, the immortal Wonder Woman. And then there's yes. Wonder Woman with, what is it? Yara Flora, the new, the new Wonder yes, Woman. Yeah, the yeah, Yara yeah. Flora, uh, the Joel Jones, I really like. Yeah. I really like that as well. Um, and I'm very excited for um, the Superman of War World written by Philip yes. Kenny Johnson, who is a pal of mine. I'm very excited for that book. Looks amazing. Looks amazing. Yeah, I also checked out Wonder Woman, which I really dug. Uh, of course, I for me, I think that's what sets um, the the uh, best future state books apart is the art. A yes. lot of times it's like um, uh, uh, you'll get some like really some top tier stuff. And it's interesting to see how they're putting it together because I know I think a lot of people, I feel like you and I, probably discuss this too of course there's some some behind the scene behind the scenes drama where uh you know there's supposed to be a big what was it 5g or whatever they were calling it yeah it was five i mean let's be honest here you can tell that this is 5g repackaged but i will tell you this i don't have a problem with that yeah like if you spent that much time and that much money on creating 5g of course you're going to repackage it because you have all this material it's You know, I mean, it's it's very similar to the the Snyder cut and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. To be honest with you, I'm glad that the writers, that their work, the creators and the artists, and stuff like that, their work is not just being shelved indefinitely. Because yeah. you hear about that in comic books all the time. Like, it was 20 years until we saw Justice League Avengers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and they had like a lot of that book like just sitting in a cabinet somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I I like that too. I, but I am I would be interested someday down the line if we're able to find out what happened because. 
I, I assumed it was a straight repackage, but some of it, some of it feels like, hey, you know that six issue arc you wanted to do? You you have two issues to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And because they yeah. fucking buck through a lot of stuff. Um, so as far as the question of who do you think of these characters, who do you think will stick around? How much of this, you know, obviously there's, there's talk about Yara Floor getting her own Wonder Girl show. So odds are that she will have some sort of function. And that was, that was greenlit for an entire first season. Yeah. So I think it's safe to assume that she will be showing up in the comics, uh, for the foreseeable future in some form or fashion. How many of the, how much do you think future state will stick around? Um, very little. (laughs) <laughs> very little i you know what i could see future state being i could see future state being um back in the 90s they used to do these fifth week events yeah um and if you don't know what fifth week is it's like there's like four times a year there's always a fifth week and yeah. since comics are published on a four-week schedule they have to fill that space because otherwise they wouldn't be publishing comics and they used to do these really cool events in the 90s where it was like they would be like hey dan jurgens reinvent the entire dc universe okay here's tangent yeah uh Here's year one. Here's like JLA apes, which nobody loves. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would love to see if just like once a year, hey, we're going back to future state. We're going to revisit the characters. Yeah. They're one year later in their lives. Let's see what's going on. Um, other than that, I think they might just take uh, pick and take some pieces. Like, I don't think next Batman's going anywhere. Yeah. I actually think they're going to fold him into the regular DC universe somehow. Mm hmm. Uh, I like his costume design. Um, yeah, I do a too. Lot. Nick Darian yeah, did Nick a great Darian, job. Yeah, he just posted both versions, and I and I'm glad that we're getting a version like that doesn't cover his mouth because it's like yeah. it, it, we got a black Batman. We, we people should be able to see that he's black. Like like you can't just I disguise agree. that. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I I had the same thought. I was yeah. like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you, we should get, be allowed a little bit of room to celebrate that, and people should yeah. be allowed to know that. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for Superman and world world. I haven't had a chance to check out justice league yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, yeah, I haven't read that one either. Oh, uh, you know, another one I did like was, uh, the swamp thing by Ram five. Yeah. Is that how you pronou- uh, pronounce his name? Uh, I don't know. Okay. It's Ram five. <laughs> I, or Ram just, v. I, I, I assume it's Ram five because, um, I, I, lo- I love that as well. He also did a, a good chunk of the most recent justice league dark run, which I thought was overall very excellent. And his issues in particular were very good. And I think it was a one shot annual something that focused on Swamp Thing and the Floronic Man that he wrote that was like, oh, this guy gets Swamp Thing. Like he understands it. So I know he's doing Swamp Thing in the future. So I'm very excited for that book um, as well. Did you get a chance to check out any of Death Metal or the last issue? Uh, Yeah, Death Metal. Yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. I, I read the main issue. I uh, had an opportunity to read the last. I, I personally tend to skip events just as a rule. Yeah. I, I tend to skip event tie-ins. That's a good. Uh, so <laughs> I, but, but I had an opportunity to check out the, the last issue and I read it and, and it kind of reminded me of a zero hour. Cause it's like, if the goal was to simplify things, this ain't it. <laughs> uh all look death metal uh, i thought i loved how it focused on wonder woman yeah um i love the art um i'll be honest with you and 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 i would love anybody on twitter please help me out i don't know what happened in the ending yeah uh-huh. i just don't know and i i think you're you're apt of it seems like everything is back in continuity which but, if that's the case that's kind of the way i've been operating for the last five years anyway but what is that mean like we have, a, we have a lot of characters say i remember everything 
Timeout. So does that mean Batman remembers adventures in 1938 and he is now aware that he's been around for almost a hundred years? years? Like, I don't know. What I don't know. Because you can't just say everything happened now because what, what does that mean? I thought I your zero year compare zero hour, excuse me, yeah. is, is the perfect comparison. Yeah. Like it. I know the whole point was to simplify things, but you're right. They like I I'm. And and I'm not to say that the story is bad in any way. Yeah. I'm just like, it's it's specifically the comic book continuity of it all. But comic book continuity is always confusing, like Doctor Who. Yeah. I ignore most of it. But yes. yeah, I thought the same thing. I got to the ending and I was like, I don't know what this means for the new DC universe at all. Yeah. So I hope they put out a guidebook or something, or I hope somebody does an interview or a video for, you know, I just don't know. Yeah, I just, I, I think just stop poking at it. At this point, I agree. You, you just stop poking at it. Just let it be what it is. And we just move forward. I've said this for years. I always say make your own continuity. Yeah. If, if you like to think that the Rainbow Batman, and I do, mm-hmm. uh, are in continuity, yep. then they are. Yep. If, if you like to think that Superman has been operating since the Depression, then he has. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you don't like the New 52, then ignore it. Cool. Yeah. Just that's what I do, man. Yeah. I, I ignore the stories I hate, and I and I remember the stories that I do, even if they say they're not in continuity anymore. I don't care. Yeah, and then and you, and I think that's an important thing. You just got to tackle each story as it comes, and hopefully the writer does a good enough job that yeah. it's able to stand on its own, that it's not dependent on. Yes, any sort what of continuity. continuity it is. Like, yeah. who cares? All right, this was just a little bit of my conversation with Jason Inman. We went on to talk about what you should be reading as we go into another lockdown and whether Marvel should retire the Punisher. So if you want to hear more of that conversation, you can go to patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers and you can listen to the whole thing there. Before we wrap up for today, Jason, remind the kids at home where they can find you and how they can go support Super Best Friend. Uh, you can find me online on Instagram and Twitter at Jawin. That's J-A-W-I-I-N. Just search Jason and it'll be the top thing. Uh, we have a podcast called Geek History Lesson, which comes out every single week. DJ has been on it several times. I uh, so if you le- want to talk about characters of pop culture and learn about them, that's where you come. And then superbestfriendcomic.com or anywhere on my Twitter. That's where you can support my new superhero 48-page comic book uh, on January 19th to February 18th. So go check it out. Go give that some love. Go support it. This comic's always incredibly great. Uh, you oh, can, thank you. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash, and you can follow the show at Only Stupid Answers everywhere that matters. But on Twitter, you're going to want to yank the vows out of stupid. And if you want to watch uh, Roxy and I do the OSA show live every Friday, you can do that at patreon.com slash Only Stupid Answers. Thank you all, and we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.